Right there, Mike, right at the edge of the... Uh, yeah, so you're getting all the... Yeah, you're looking super jacked right now. Yeah, that's what I wanted. God damn it. Don't lean back too far. Ooh, you got that uh, that bicep vein. I see yeah. there's two, making a shadow there. The light. Uh-huh. You're just made it look uh, an inch tall. So jacked right now. Everything's and working. it's not at all the wide angle. Talking to, talking to the mic, not the glass. <laughs> you're talking into your glass of water. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Didn't sleep well last night, huh? Nah, like ass. <laughs> Straight ass. <laughs> Why? Uh, my, my whole body is like a ball of inflammation. And then I also had candy while we watched. Too much candy or not enough candy? Too much candy. Mm. Ah, I don't know, man. You got to push to the other side. <laughs> you got to eat enough candy to go to the other side. I was telling you this yesterday. Mm-hmm. So yesterday I went and worked out with Chase. Yesterday we had a hell of a Halloween. I went and worked mm-hmm. out with Chase. Chase almost murdered me. I'll, yeah. I'll, talk, I'll tell you guys about that later. Cool. But then he came over with Linda. We watched um, Nightmare Before Christmas and ate a lot of candy. Yes. As well as burgers and stuff. This is Halloween. And we had, I had, I had this thing. A long time ago, you know, when you first started, when I first started crossing, you guys, you guys know this because mm-hmm. that was back in the day. Uh, uh, oh, God. Oh, my God. We got you, fam. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. This phone is much older, smaller, and more brittle than any of the new phones are. This thing would shard, like just shatter into shards. Yes. Okay. Anyway. It would also shard into shards. It would yes. shard into shards. Plus, on the inside, it's all mercury. Everything yeah, on the just, inside is mercury. It's there's from nothing two, but snakes. There were no regulations back like then Oogie in Boogie. 2016. <laughs> yeah. This phone is Oogie Boogie in phone form. Anyway. Just all crickets and spiders. Uh, for those of you who don't see this podcast, Katie was behind the camera using my phone and then tossed it overhand to chase. Yep. <laughs> overhand. Was it, was un- it. it was like literally a one foot pass. Yeah. Uh, now, is this a vintage phone, an antique, or is this, this is a, uh, a 2016 iPhone SE? It is nice. the smallest phone that I could get to work on Verizon's. Yeah. yeah. It's the smallest iPhone I could get that would work on Verizon uh, network. So that was like the throwback version of the iPhone 5 when it came out. Small, but still a smartphone. Yes. I think go harder flip phone that's where you gotta really go nice I'm get off the grid this is this is what phones should feel like i was i had to use katie's phone we ordered tacos at the place that we went to today for uh for brunch or breakfast or whatever it's like I coffee shop mm-hmm. and i'm like holding her phone and her phone was is the max so it's the same phone that uh, i used yes, to yes, have yes. and it's a hundred times bigger than this yeah it made me feel like I wanted to vomit yeah. just this holding this phone. I mean, this is the size phones need to be. There's just nothing but demons on the other side. You don't want a window that big. The demons Mm-mm. can get through. I've seen the social dilemma. You yeah. want that window there to be small. Smaller, smaller demons, demons, less demons, less frequent demons. Smaller and fewer demons. Yes. It's like an, it's like an N95 mask. You want the tiny... Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's a bad sign way. if your window into the other world is almost mm. getting to the size where your head could fit through. Yes. You don't want that. You That's don't want to lose your head. Otherwise, they will pull Mostly you through. Mostly, maximally just like three or four digits i'm trying to make that window as big as possible i'm talking <laughs> i want to have some nine drop nine nine demons flying out of my phone mm-hmm. if we're talking magic that's how big i want that screen <laughs> you want demons that are I'll like pay with life attack I'll... does not tap attack obliterate six yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's called annihilator annihilate yeah. annihilator annihilate six just destroy nice. six things on the other side of the map oh, uh be careful yeah. what you wish for. You meddle with powerful forces. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. What I, so what I was saying was um, I was reminded mm. yesterday because Chase was like, man, I slept weird and I feel all fucked up. I'm like, my neck is hurting. And I was, my head was on backwards yeah. yesterday. As, as I was saying this, I was like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> and it, it made me think of, you know, back in the day, like when we first all started doing this, this like mm-hmm. weird CrossFit thing, they were like, no, man, you got to. 
you got it's meat and veg no gluten you can't mm-hmm. do gluten that inflammation is going to really get you and i just remember one of my coaches like kind of telling that but then the footnote to that piece of advice was like but at the end of the day you know if you're going to be exercising super hard to be prepared for the unknown and the unknowable but you're constantly sore from all of your exercise and the sniff of pizza dough is going to send you into like a catatonic state mm-hmm. of inflammation what is really happening like yes. how fragile are you truly and it the idea of you sleeping yourself yeah. into a you know quadriplegic state where chase is like i'm sideways i don't know what happened to myself <laughs> or too much candy no such thing no and the important thing Quit to being remember a victim to your circumstance and what are you preparing for life is short come on an asteroid could hit at any time yeah. you have That's to indulge true. in these things you know That's very true yeah you have to be ready to win a halloween candy eating contest exactly 24 7 365 yeah. yes all you're doing is just less days on earth eating pizza and you know what if that's the score what if that's the great cosmic (laughs) score about who wins and who doesn't is how many days you ate pizza in total you know because i i actually i'm actually kind of you're basically gone i'm I'm pulling ahead recently (laughs) i do since quarantine i'm really pulling ahead i I, uh, I have been wondering if the simulation we're all part of has some simple and dumb purpose like that like the whole simulation is just to generate good movie ideas if you happen to have generated a good movie (laughs) idea then your soul goes on and if you haven't then you're just wiped out into oblivion and that's all the simulation is good for is that it is it something to do with pizza Yes. It's probably to produce musical hits for other planets to yeah. watch. That might be it. The entire universe, the entire universe we live in right now is mm. the is one dimension that acts as the recycle bin on the computer that is the metaverse. And nice. so we get the files and dregs of whatever is actually being worked on, but they're yeah, like yeah. done with it. So they send it our way. Yeah, yeah to be purified. They, they hit the recycle like, you know, empty trash button yep. and then mm. we consume Mm -hmm. pizzas and come up with music and come up with movie ideas yes it's fantastic i dig it man we're universal i believe it the recyclers the egyptians believed that the underlying purpose of 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 reality and 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 everything was the transmutation of pure thought into matter and that's what's happening we are receiving messages from angels turning it into pizza eating the pizza then we become the grass the antelope eat the grass circle of life the Lion King. And most of most of those messages from the angels are just, eat this pizza, you piece of shit. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. I was lost once, Armin, not eating pizza. Yeah. And then I started eating pizza again. And I remembered, man, it's, it's pretty rad. I think I'm still far enough ahead with my cosmic score of pizzas from that one trip to Italy. That <laughs> I'm still good yeah. for like another 20 years. That's I, fair. Yeah. That's fair. Does that mean all Italians are going to win in the cosmic life race? Yes. Well, in that yeah. case... There's no way that that's the case. No, not currently. Now that that we've actually looked at that, now that we've actually considered all the repercussions of this, there's no way. (laughs) It was the pizza. That was the, oh God. What if you just, you just die. You you imagine you're in front of these pearly gates. No. And then you're like, hello. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's siesta time. No one's available. Yep. And worse. Worse, you've been you've spent your whole life trying to like walk the fine line of doing like you know morally right, and then you just like look through and there's like fucking Al Capone, just like I don't know. Yeah, there's I'm, a guy. I'm, on I'm struggling to think of gangst Italian gangster names right now, but yes, yeah. exactly. There's Sammy a guy, the Bull Gravano. He's still alive though. Yeah. The guy he has a podcast. On a scooter with a with a cigarette. <laughs> he definitely eats pizza though. He definitely eats pizza because he's gonna be there. <laughs> 
He's going to be there. Speaking of the afterlife, Chase tried to murder me yesterday. <laughs> yes. Just was, like Sammy the Bull Grimano. Not, inten- not intentionally. Yeah. I thought Who it was fine. also has a podcast. So, Coincidence? Have you ever noticed you never see Chase and Sammy the Bull Gravano in the same place? That's, at the same time? I have noticed that. I have that. no idea how he, what he looks like, but he yeah. might look like me. Yeah. I think he looks exactly like yeah, you. Yeah. Oh, no. that, that's, yeah. exactly, that's exactly what you would say if you were. Who? Sammy, Sammy the, the Bull Gravano. Yeah, that guy. You ought to get on guy? his podcast. I have no idea. Yeah. He's no murdered like 14 people, he's murdered admittedly, a lot of people. And he's, uh, and but he a got podcast. a deal off because he ratted on the Gambino crime family and got them all in And he has a prison. podcast. Yeah. yeah. And he's, a guy he's, who has actually murdered people. Many yeah, yeah. people. He, and he, wrote he, a book about it. He murdered He murdered 14 people, wrote a book about it, then got arrested again for running a drug ecstasy ring, then got out of jail again from that, Which and we now have is no out problem and has a podcast. I want to make sure that that's clear. We have no issues with that. At all. At all. All great. All great. In fact, it, it resulted ultimately in a charming Bruce Willis movie that was vaguely kind of sort of based off of the notion of a person who murdered a lot of people getting... The whole nine the yards? The whole nine, nine yards. yards yes, it was right that? after that, that, right when was maximum pop culture, the idea that a mob murderer could be living next door to you because they got off, and oh, you know right. that... Was the that was the premise of that movie directed so, by wow. Jonathan Lynn? He made a lot of really fun movies. He directed Clue. He directed uh, other movies that are good. But, I'm still uh, trying to wrap my brain my around. My cousin Vinny. He directed My Cousin Vinny. Everybody. Uh, so he so they just traded it right. Yeah. They were like, yeah. you know what? It's cool. You murdered these yes, people, yes, but you, made, you helped you us get this yes, guy. That's it. Were these yeah. people bad people or were they innocent people? Um, all kinds. Fair probably. Question. Probably all kinds. It's an yeah. Equal opportunity murder. Yeah. Not He's, just the men, but the women and children too. Yeah, always, mm-hmm. especially if they're saying he, pro- he probably murdered a few of those, but he didn't admit it. Starring, also starring Matthew Perry from Friends. If you haven't seen the movie, <laughs> playing Chandler in that movie, exactly. basically, basically, yeah. yes. Yeah. As all he his did roles not, were. Just um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So Chase tried to murder me yesterday with fitness. Yep. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know this, but I've been going over to Chase's place. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a garage session nice. on Saturdays pretty regularly. Yep. CF CrossFit. And uh, how's that been going for us, Chase? You know, poorly. Poorly. <laughs> it's fun, but it's poor. Mm. It's poor fun. Uh, you know, this week was deload week at CrossFit Affiliate CrossFit, the garage gym. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I think I'm more effed up this week. Than I haven't. I, I don't know. That man. was a garbage deload workout. Yeah. So every week, every week we're like, this is going to be easier than the yeah. Week every week is. Last week was awful, guys. That was an accident. Mm-hmm. We didn't mean for it to be that hard. Let's let's. We're going to be a little bit easier this time. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I eyeball the workout and like that's probably mm-hmm. fifteen minutes between the three of us, mm-hmm. and it'll be like twenty two minutes. And this week I was like, that's probably about eighteen minutes, mm-hmm. and then it was. 30 plus <laughs> and it it sucked front to back so yeah. what would we start with it, it was, was like 150 calorie teams row of three it was between a team of three. myself you and linda so yeah. we started nice. with 150 calorie row and then it was like 30 hang squat cleans 60 60 hang squat cleans at 135 and 95 30 box jump overs okay 60 mm-hmm. shouldered overhead mm-hmm. at 135 mm-hmm. at 135 95 and then 30, 30 burpees facing burpees, burpees. Mm-hmm. and then 150 wall ball so karen between three in the people, middle of the workout people. yep okay and then mm-hmm. the same thing but on the way back up oh so one oh. of those but yeah, yeah. with with inverted movements so the things that you did 60 of before you do 30 of the next time so instead of doing so then it's like 30 
hang squat cleans mm-hmm. and 60, 60 box jump, box jump overs, 30, 30 shoulder overhead, overhead, 60 burpees. Gotcha. And then we ran, how, what's that distance? It's like 362 meters. So we ran, we ran a half mile afterwards. Gotcha. Yeah. That's a, that's a full, full plate. That's about, a big plate. Yeah. So you thought, how long was the prediction originally? It was going to be like 18 minutes apparently? Yeah, I thought it was going to be like a lot of stuff. Minutes. I almost wonder if I did it by myself how much quicker it would be. It would have been much quicker. <laughs> Probably. Because it would be less of me trying not to vomit in the corner. It was, ba- it was bad for everybody. So I know I looked right right before we started the wall balls. And that's why I knew that I yeah. lost Armin. Yes. All those numbers were too big. Because I was walking around. the. I was like ready to walk into the house and just leave them. It's <laughs> like this is not going to work out. Like, into this his is, house. Not my own this house. This is not about... Me giving up on a workout. This is about you not admitting that you made a mistake in the program. <laughs> and you just Accurate. go inside. I yeah. was legit. I'm like, okay, so the one, like the thing that I've sort of promised myself, you don't know this, but you you, you do now. The thing I've sort of promised myself going to Chase's house to work out is that like, I'm not going to complain until after the workout's <laughs> over. Like, I'm, I'm not going to say anything mm-hmm. while the workout's going on because I'm, I'm a big complainer, generally speaking. And you know what? I'm not going to subject his space to my bullshit. Are you allowed to sigh aggressively? Though? There was a lot of <laughs> spitting and sighing. I'll tell you that. A lot uh, of unnecessary spitting. So, I, like, when we started the wall ball and I started to feel like I was about to vomit, I was like, say something, dude. Like, tell him you're quitting. Just tell them to scale the reps and he and Linda can finish the workout. And then this the isn't other, that important, Armin. The other part of me was like, don't be a bitch. Yep. Don't don't make them don't make them understand mm. your weakness. And yes. little do I know is Chase is probably watching me and going like, that little bitch is thinking about quitting right now. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I can always tell when he's going through it because normally Armin stays really mm. close to the implement, right? Like, he coaches that way. You know, during a workout, he's like, mm-hmm. hey, don't don't walk away from it if you're taking a break. <laughs> that way you can pick it up and go go faster. Mm-hmm. And uh, anytime I see him just like randomly straggle into our neighbor's yard yeah. and like bend over, I'm like, oh, <laughs> he's done. <laughs> he's done. I guess I should just go ahead and keep moving. Yeah. Because yeah. he's not going to pick this. Yeah, there was up. there was a point. Uh, I believe it was right after we finished the wall ball where I was so far away. Like mm. I had wandered into the neighbor's yard to get away from the to get away from the workout. <laughs> and, to make, and to make a statement about how not engaged you I, I were. I wandered God, so far fresh away. Air over here. I was just like, I if I'm going to vomit, I'm going to vomit on someone else's grass. <laughs> And that that hour rotation that had started 20 minutes prior uh-huh. got altered because I wasn't there to be there for my it, workout. It, it was fine. The only thing that wasn't fine about that scenario is that we were going into the, the cleans mm-hmm. and he like moved the barbell with him. Like he accidentally tapped it. So it starts rolling away. Mm-hmm. He knocked over a shaker, stops. Picks up the shaker, repositions it so it's in the way of the barbell How and the dare mat you? that it needs to be on. So now I have to pick it up and physically put it back. Mm-hmm. It just like created a lot of hurdles on yeah, top yeah. of having I to added do an the extra rest. deadlift yeah. for Chase, guys. I apologize. I, I can see a wonderful comedy skit erupting from doing a workout in the garage. There, you have a barbell just starts rolling down the driveway, rolling down the street. Oh no! Keystone oh. cops after it, just running. Go. go oh no! It. There's yeah. a little girl on a tricycle. It's gonna clothesline her. <laughs> you just stop it. You know all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh man, mm-hmm. it'd be good. Oh my god, that reminds me. We we uh, we snatch on Fridays, and normally we're we're working out pretty late, so it's like seven thirty eight o'clock and um it was like a friday we were going after like a max effort hang snatch like a hang mm-hmm. a hang, uh, triple hang snatch like how many reps can you do for mm-hmm. three 
And uh, I stuck the first two, and there's a family. I see them out of the corner of my eye. There's a whole family walking across, <laughs> walking across the road, and it's like heavy. It's like I think I was doing like two fifty. It's heavy yeah, yeah. for me. It's so you, you're earning yourself a reputation in the neighborhood, is what you're saying. Yeah, and I and I go okay. to stick it, and I don't stick it. No, right. So the weight like slams down really unexpectedly. And the, seven feet wide is just enough to take out a whole family all at yeah. once. <laughs> Plus, did you have some rattly little metal plates oh, yeah. on there? So there was, was metal plates loud. on there. It's and actually perfect. just all fives from, from caller <laughs> no. to caller. <laughs> no, even worse, just random different sizes so they don't quite fit together in different brands so they all clatter. There's just, a lot of space in there that shouldn't be. So they make a lot of noise and sparks so it looks more terrifying for the children. That's, yeah, the that's what I was hoping for. You know, that's what I was hoping for, but I got the, I got the word, like, you know, ideally I let go of that weight after missing it and it takes out that whole family. I don't exactly. have to talk to them. What actually happens is I miss the rep. It slams down and the father of the family goes, you all right over there? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like sitting on my ass. <laughs> like I just got beat by this barbell. I'm like, yeah, that's how it's, it's how it's supposed to go like that. That's what yep. that lift looks like. Yep, yep, yep. you you stand two of them up and then you you kneel underneath the last Love one. Love to see it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I got to say, though, the, the weekend, like those Saturday sessions at Chase's make me feel both very, very fit mm-hmm. and also very unfit. Yes. It's surprising. I imagine there's a big there's a big boost afterwards and you're mm-hmm. you're eating a big breakfast. You're eating eggs. You're eating sausage, all that kind of stuff. And you're feeling good. And this is what I have experienced lately. And Cliff and I have been talking about this. I went on a big bike ride lately. Cliff's been doing a little bit of weight lifting. I forgot that exercising makes food taste better. When you don't exercise for a while, you're like, what was the point of food? Then you exercise again. You start eating stuff, and it all tastes rad again. Have you noticed this, Armin? Oh, Has yeah. anyone noticed this? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, Ch- Chase has not noticed it because he's never not right. worked out. Never he, not he, worked he, know, out. he doesn't know any alternative. Yeah, yeah, he knows no other way. Yeah. Yeah. If you know, listen, it was either it was either we do that workout or we are going to do the trail run event from the CrossFit Games. That's a good point. And I was going to have the twist in there as well. I had mm-hmm. already arranged with my homie that lives in the next neighborhood over, and he was going to send us back. Right when I was like, "Hey, this is the finish line, guys! Finish line!" Yeah, he was going to send us back. Yeah, I always feel good. I mean, I always feel good after because it's the hardest workout I'll do mm-hmm. all week. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then I feel really bad immediately after because Chase does like two workouts after <laughs> we're done with the hardest workout of my week. Just a sort of rich froning you psychologically. <laughs> I yeah. generally feel pretty terrible yeah. as well, but different reasons. Chase, yeah, Chase is the rich froning to my, I don't know, Dan Bailey. Something. To his... Uh... He's just, he's just psychologically was burying me. James Hobart. James Hobart. There just burying me psychologically on every workout. That's right. Yeah, that's the goal. <laughs> that's the goal. <laughs> Yeah, what it's like what sort of I understand it in that scenario. They're like those are the best in the world. They're like kind of all similar. But you're like way better than I am at CrossFit. Yeah. And that that is has been the case for it's years. It's like if Rich would like work out with his neighbor. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't do CrossFit. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's like he, if he picked one of his random members at Mayhem, he was like, "Come on by. I'm going to fucking bury you every day." How's that how that sound? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty I like much. it. Let's do more of it. So the CrossFit Games happened, guys. Yeah. Speaking of burying your competitors, yes, I know this was a big week for fitness. Like, yeah, uh, let me blow your mind with a, a stat. Okay. Um, during the stage one mm-hmm. of the 2020 CrossFit Games, mm-hmm. the online stage, the stage which uh, qualified the five athletes, mm-hmm. 
on the men's side of the competition. The one athlete and the four victims. True. The one athlete and his four victims. <laughs> yes. Um, out of those five athletes, right, if you were to set Matt Fraser up head-to-head against each of his competitors, his qualifiers, mm-hmm. his fellow qualifiers, um, in those seven events, that's 28 head-to-head matchups. Matt Fraser lost three of those 28 mm-hmm. head-to-head matchups. At the CrossFit Games, him and his competitors, ostensibly the four best CrossFitters on the face of the planet, mm-hmm. to go head-to-head against Matt Fraser. Mm-hmm. Out of 12 events, yeah. 48 head-to-head matchups. Yeah. He won 46 of them. <laughs> he oh. went 46-2. and two. There you go. It's full tool. He went full 46 oh, yeah. and two. Yeah. Nice. So he oh, all 46 and two. He won all but two events. The two events he didn't win. And, and it was also a dick move, so he went full tool. There you so go. He did. The it's two events he didn't win. Seven pounds on yeah. a deadlift and about four seconds mm-hmm. across four interval workouts. Well, at least he knows what he needs to work on for next year. <laughs> There's some distance to be made up there, Matt. I'm counting four seconds. Let's get that down to two God. seconds next year. It, Those deadlifts are a serious weak point, Matt. You're come really, on. really, that's a major you had in your armor. You had all that is, fucking year to work on it. When, that you, one when was, you lose the games you know, next year, was, it will be because you, of the deadlift. Do you, all right. I guess, uh, I guess, uh, I guess uh, now you got some money in your pocket. I guess you think you can take off days all of a sudden, Matt Frazier. <laughs> all year to work on that deadlift, and he comes up seven pounds short. Unbelievable. Do you fucking believable. Do you believe that it was because O'Keefe miscounted the weight? Someone made a mistake there. I when I, I talked to Matt about that. Mm. Um and he I I, I It my, didn't look like a max effort death. My text to him was you couldn't go twelve to twelve, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, Yeah, my math was wrong on the deadlift. So he said the math was wrong on the deadlift, but then the one against uh Sam, I think he went uh he he Sam legit beat him on that. Like he he was like, I couldn't, I couldn't go any faster. Yeah, he, he, I went as hard as I could. Like Sam, legitimately took that one. Damn. Not that, like, mm-hmm. you know, not that, uh, not that Jeff Adler's total wasn't a legitimate win, but uh, I think they thought that they had won. Because if you watch it again, mm-hmm. you guys, didn't, I, don't, I don't think you guys saw that event. Mm-hmm. But if you guys, stuff. Matt, Matt does like, like you know, he celebrates, mm-hmm. and Jeff Adler, who like he, who beat him, is like, oh okay, I'll, I guess I'll take second place. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. That's the best I can do this weekend. <laughs> That's the best I can do this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. even before the event started, Jeff Adler, like, I mean, before the weekend started, mm-hmm. they, were in, they were interviewing Jeff Adler and he was like, yeah, you know, the my goal is like someone, one of us has to beat Matt at one of the events. Uh, that was the, that, that was, was like his goal. goal. He's, he's like, like nothing to say about. Was he like, looking oh, at his okay. feet while he said it? He's like, I don't <laughs> He's like, I don't know about beating him. I just know that at least one of us has to beat him at something this weekend. Um, I I just thought um, it'd be. I think one of us should maybe like win. Um, it'd be good if one of us won an event. Is all I'm saying. All I'm saying, man. Yeah, that's almost a direct Oof. quote. <laughs> Except with so, a yeah. French Canadian yeah. accent. So yeah, the weekend on the men's side was. I mean, it was dominant on both both sides, yeah, but yeah. it was pretty. Pretty freaking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, uh, it was as bereft f- for hope for the other competitors as it was of an audience adding energy to the events. It was just like a slow wind of death 
while Matt Fraser just annihilated the entire field. Yeah. It was that we, well, as we explored, putting yes. it in black and white when yeah. we watched it the other day, which was very effective. I strongly suggest going back and looking at I it. Mean, yeah, yeah. You, we, we, you just need to go back, rewatch mm-hmm. almost any of the events in mm-hmm. black and white with Philip Glass playing in the background, exactly. and you'll understand the... The Mindset. harrowing existential dread that yes. all the competitors were having. Yes, every event. It, oh man, just just to <laughs> see how disheartened they were when they were turned around on that run. They turned around on the run. Oh, god, that works. It's a good. It was a cinematic moment. It was a little. Uh, it was a little. It was a littling Mar Bergman film. I would just need to see someone edit it together. I don't have the time. Okay, I'm too busy. <laughs> I need someone to put it up to put it together. Black and white. A little bit of music. But Come what on, could guys. you get if you combine the magic of a littling Mar Bergman film with? Werner Herzog narration. Jesus, See, how, yes, yes, yes. I, that's yes, what yes, I was yes. thinking. There you go. Oh, right. There you go. Yes. That would take things right to the next level. Perfect. You have some obvious. You could draw lines from movies he has already done. Yeah, you could actually just take the narration. That. That's true. You know, just slip it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's probably said. He's probably said these literal words. This is the moment when they've lost all hope. You and know he has you know he has said that somewhere in something, and you can just there's so many places you can yeah. put that in that movie. Okay. Yes, that's a fun like box game idea you just mm. have all of how do you say his name Werner Werner Herzog Werner Herzog I can't say it I can't say it it's an I'm unable to it's say right. it. uh you just take all of his movies and then you randomly disc them out and then you have to pair them up with footage <laughs> and that's the game whoever yes. makes the best most compelling story yes. I would Past, watch it future the present is eternal. <laughs> yes. And the eternal suffering. That's right. Beginnings, endings, these, these <laughs> concepts have no meaning. <laughs> In like this, the... our CrossFit games. <laughs> it's so good. It's it really was like I feel I think that's something that a lot of people are underestimating is just how emotionally devastating that weekend was mm-hmm. for the audience. The four <laughs> athletes who were the audience to that performance. Yes. They're just literally standing there and hoping one of them will beat him yeah. at something. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, yep. Carrie seems like the only one that wasn't affected by it. Yeah, Carrie and Haley. I think Haley was Car- also. Carrie's well, on like the women's side, it. it was different. On the women's mm-hmm. side, it was different. Like Brooke, I think, was the only one that was really got like negative momentum and had a really hard time clawing mm-hmm. back from that. I just felt like it was it was that scene with the meme with James Franco where he has the noose around his neck. First and time, all, yeah. <laughs> Carrie, Carrie Pierce is James Franco. She's like, first time, you, you got to get your win somewhere else. Uh, yeah, it was. It, it was I played a, Uno before this. It was a hell of a weekend. It was mm. a hell of a competition. It was, it was a pretty good CrossFit Games. Yeah. No. Uh, and so on the women's side, how did things turn out? You saying it was different? How did it was. Shake it was out? a little different. There was a lot more parody. You mm-hmm. know, like there was an event that Tia took last in. Well, that's pretty yeah. cool. Um, yeah, yeah. why is she so bad at handstand walking? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe if it was two hundred yards, she would have won. Probably. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was it was definitely one of those it was it's definitely one to... of those competitions. Like on the on the men's side, you know, it wasn't until Saturday night, Sunday morning that Sam Quant separated himself from the rest mm-hmm. of the, the field. Mm-hmm. On the women's side, the podium was basically up in the air all weekend long. Katrin mm-hmm. was doing a really good job of capitalizing where she could. But it was still in question. Like basically every placement was in question the entire weekend. Mm. Um, so there was a lot of parody on the women's side comparatively to the men's side. The men's side was like, it was, it was a bloodbath. <laughs> I mean, it was it was a bloodbath. 
Yeah, yeah. And so do you think at a certain point, uh, his dominance points-wise just lowered the ultimate, uh, ultimately the performance and the outcomes of the other competitors? Do you think they just became disheartened as he pulled away? Or were they all rocking it 110% right through to the end, Armin? Or, was, or had he just won the psychological war so early? Mm. What do you think? I can tell you the exact moment that Matt Fraser won the psychological war. Paint a picture for and me. And it happened. <laughs> it happened in September. <laughs> it happened in September. It was uh, around 12 p.m. Pacific mm-hmm. on Friday, September 18th. Yeah, I believe that's 2 is when it was. p.m. Central for any Texas viewers trying to keep yes. up. And that was when the first block of stage one wrapped. Yes. And they started revealing the scores Mm -hmm. and for the first time in matt fraser's career he was competing against the best in the world yes and completely blind to their capacities and so what he did yes what was it how much did he beat the person by again was beat second place by 40 seconds in a workout that took him three minutes Mm -hmm. which in case you're wondering is about a 25 percent margin of victory Mm -hmm. in a sprint Mm-hmm. It would be like if Usain Bolt ran a Against, six and a half second <laughs> 100 meter dash and everyone else was still yes. running nine and a half seconds. Yes. It was like a gnarly Fran thing. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Imagine if Usain Bolt just became light and then just appeared at the finish line six and a half seconds later. So, yeah, I think I think it was about mid-September that everyone realized that they're not playing the same game as this guy is. Mm-hmm. Um, and from that point on, I'm pretty sure he also understood yes. that he has an opportunity to basically curb stomp anyone who goes up against him. Can he like, but here's the real question is now we know that he's the fittest person in the world, but is he taking on any additional superpowers? Can he heal people with his mind? (laughs) Could his blood cure diseases? We don't know. You know, but is that possible? I mean, he's definitely up there. Is anyone exploring this? That's the real question. On the the fecal transplant list. It's LeBron. (laughs) Yes. Serena Williams. Yes, Matt Fraser. The, the fecal <laughs> transplant <laughs> list. Come on, we gotta get this. We gotta get that on video, man. <laughs> Tell me again about that fecal transplant list. I don't even know if I'm gonna cut that. I think we're just gonna keep that the as camera is. cut out. What the camera you, cut out? But you guys don't have a fecal transplant <laughs> list. The what? Uh, Wait. So like you basically you get... have a list of athletes. Yeah. Whose poop you want not, to not have athlete, inside any, you? Anyone Any whose characteristics yeah. you want inside of you? Yeah. But obviously, is that you how want it to works? Take, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. This According is not, to this is not purely just scatological humor. As you all know, a lot of people are treating issue, uh, you know, various issues of the microbiome right now by a black market buying other people's poop. You know, there's there's videos about there's videos about it. There's all sorts of diseases, uh, people with IBS and all sorts of you things. You think the security around LeBron James's house yes. is for him and his family? No. It's for that sewage. Exactly. And so what all Chase is saying is, in addition to LeBron James, Matt Fraser is added to the list of people He's who made have it into high the top value. Five. He has a high-value microbiome. We don't know what's going on. Who are the others? Well, you got LeBron James, yeah. as I mentioned. Yeah. Serena Williams. Okay. Yeah. And now Matt Fraser is in third. Holy yeah. shit. Jeff Bezos. Okay. Yes. Michael That's Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Whoa! I there think it's go. still good poop. Yeah, it's still good poop. That's damn good poop. <laughs> <laughs> Even with all the alcohol. Wait a second. So uh, uh, how exactly do you administer 
Turkey based. Turkey based. Turkey yeah. based yeah. Uh, we're, we're all getting this from an episode <laughs> of South Park. It's an episode of South Park. Yes. Yes, we for, did not discuss that beforehand. <laughs> just clarity. Yeah, I just jumped in. I'm like, yeah, man. Basically, the real deal is there's medical benefits to certain people's microbiomes. If you have a shitty microbiome, that means you're a shitty person. You get a better microbiome injected into you, suddenly you lose weight and get healthier and all those things. It's a scientific thing that your mother shares posts Mm -hmm. with you about, and you say, Mom, please stop sending me posts that say fecal in it, Jesus Christ. (laughs) You know, that's the kind of thing that happens. And so South Park did a whole episode of it where... Where, where, where? And this might tie into some novels you're reading, uh, Armin. I believe this is it. Yeah, where the there's this black market in uh, fecal matter from really healthy people. And, of course, who is the most valuable fecal matter on planet Earth? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Uh, so his, his fecal matter is, is, of course, regarded as... This is an episode of... He's just summarizing the plot of an episode of exactly. South Park. Okay. It was a great episode. Got it. Oh, Got I probably it. should yes. stop. Yes. I probably yes. should stop reviewing. Um, but, but anyway, uh, but yes, uh, <laughs> and... Uh, the spice must flow. Is what the he, spice must flow. Got the, it. The spice Got melange it. is the is the yeah. Tom Brady. Poop. Oh right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Well, I've always wanted probably to have also valuable poop. Paul Atreides is poop. Yeah, yes. that's right. Moi Dib probably takes some fantastic spice filled dumps mm-hmm. for sure. For sure, <laughs> he is the quits. I guarantee it's filled with fiber because it's not going to be water based. <laughs> no, enough, certainly not. Not, not enough water in that place. That might be actually why uh, they use the still suits to reconstitute. Yeah. He's basically mm-hmm. being a fecal transplant, both provider and receiver to himself. The high, the entire the entire sitch shares in Madib's poop. Mm-hmm. It is a uh, it's a virtuous cycle. The mm-hmm. more you consume, the more you poop. The more you poop, the more you consume, and the more you level up through that process. Mm-hmm. The more you reap, the more you sow. <laughs> <laughs> moi, um, moi Duke. Yeah, there you go. As in Dukey. That's kind of trying right. to get it. We're working on it. <laughs> Or what about like? No, I got nothing. We're workshopping. We're workshopping. Muaduki. Muaduki. That that Mwaduki. conveys the joke because Duke is already it's true. He's already to Duke a Duke. So Mwaduki. Mwaduki. But it would that be sounds Dothraki for something. So. You get it. Yeah, it's an audio medium. Mwash <laughs> no mwad shit no. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't doesn't work. It doesn't flow. It's yeah. Out. It's not flowing. Yeah. yeah. All right, the moment's over, guys. It happened. Mm, we took it done. all the way to its logical conclusion. Yes. That's that we did. Uh, you guys watched New Mando yet? New Mando? Mandalorian? Oh, yeah. I forgot that came out. No, we haven't watched any of that yet. Is it good? I've, I've only watched 10 minutes, but the, for the 10 minutes I saw, fucking incredible. Okay. Kick ass. There's a sandworm. Nice. I'm, Ooh, I'm sandworms. <laughs> oh, okay. Nice. Quite, yeah. I've, I'm very behind. I haven't watched any of the boys, and I haven't started watching Mandalorian yet. And, and you guys j- haven't watched the boys either. No, we've just been watching horror movies all month, so which also had a sandworm. We watched Beetlejuice the other night. I mean, it was a Halloween, more of a Halloween watch than a horror movie, but still, sandworms are coming back in a big way. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. For sure. 2021, the year of the sandworm. Tremors. Madib, 2020. <laughs> I would not vote for him. Yeah. I would vote for him in a heartbeat. That yeah. shit sounded dope. Madib, 2021. Hell yeah. I'm going to be one of the saved. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to vote against him. <laughs> That's a good point. That is a good point. See, they don't realize that by delaying the release of Dune, they lost a bunch of really potent, like Trump, Baron Harkonnen memes that could have emerged oh uh, during this true. time. Did you, so. Yeah. Because they revealed what uh, what's-his-face looks like in the in the... 
in the costume and the makeup for Baron Harkonnen. Harkonnen. Yeah. Who who plays him? Isn't it um, Stellan Skarsgård? Oh no! Who? Well, yeah, who's playing? Yeah, Batista's the, playing someone else. He's uh, the Beast Raban. The Beast Raban, his son, yeah, I guess, or his uh, cousin, or cousin, no, not cousin, uh, nephew, nephew, nephew. 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 Books, fade, fade, fade. He plays the Beast Raban, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I always pictured uh, him. Batista. Yeah. So wait, I pictured then who him plays, being skinny. Who plays? Um, who plays? Fade the go- the Gola. Who plays the Gola? Well, well, Duncan isn't a Gola yet. Who plays the Duncan? It's Jason Momoa. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Wow. If you read the whole Josh series, Brolin is gurney. He's got that's the best, a great gurney. He's got the yeah. best role. Did you not watch the trailer for this movie yet? Not before I read the books. Oh, okay. I read. Cool. I watched the trailer and I was like, "That looks cool." Yeah. Well, well, now now you recognize literally now I recognize all the parts, all the characters, yeah, all the characters, all the scenes. It's it doesn't all matter. It's not. Yeah, it's not. This is all for It's not coming out until twenty twenty four or something. So <laughs> yeah, it could be an entirely new cast. Listen, it's idea. entirely possible that we have a full trilogy put... of uh, Avatar movies before we see yeah. the Dune movie. They're going to put like Ouch. CGI Yodas and shit in there by that time. It'll be all full of whatever. They're yeah. going to add Can't additional. Wait. They're going to add additional Chinese stars by that point. It'll just be the first movie released it'll be entirely in narrated over. It'll be entirely Mandarin. They'll <laughs> have concluded yeah. that Paul's white savior narrative just isn't going to fly anymore. It's so true. they recast after the fact Timothy Chalamet as some other guy and insert him into all Dude, the Dude, what machines. if they Force Awakens it and the reveal is actually that Zendaya is Paul Atreides? I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to it's not going to really work because, you know, he's supposed to be the, uh, what is that? Who is that, Chedrak? Yeah, however you say yeah. the damn word. Otherwise, listen, she's just a reverend mother. Listen, right? guys, it's not. Listen, we had when we acquired Dune, we had to throw the book away and start over. Okay, <laughs> we had to throw that away because that's what we the fans the want. Name exactly. <laughs> That'd be one. <laughs> Much like There's the a... last season of Game of Thrones, we really just licensed the names. Exactly. Like, all right. So I'm on the I'm on the fourth book of Dune. In the ah, series, badass, and uh, there's no way that they make this into into a full on saga. They're only going to do the first Dune. They're only going to do book one. There's no way they're making another movie. Because it's too trippy. It's, it's, too, it's trippy. too. It's too trippy. It didn't stop them <laughs> from making heady. three Hobbit movies, did it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, I don't know, man. I'm just picturing a gigantic one, sandworm with a face. By the time the second, by the time and the little se- arms. <laughs> They did. He was called Jabba the Hutt. That's why they ripped Holy off yeah. Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, man. It already exists. Yeah. But God, I feel God like... Emperor of Dune came out just before Jedi, like and they, they ripped off before. the look of Jabba the Hutt for uh, that. God. Yeah. I picture him looking cooler than Jabba, though. Well, he, he would obviously look cooler because he has the good magic, not the bad magic of Jabba He's the Hutt. He's got the good juju. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Leto's peace. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't gotten that far in the series. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I, I, no, I do agree with you that even just based off of the two books that I have read, it is a little too trippy, I feel like, to be put together into a, a cohesive oh, sh- movie for Gen Pop. You know what I just occurred? It just occurred to me. You know, Denis Villeneuve he directed Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah. Right? So you know Jeez. that at some point Jared Leto approached him when he found out he was doing Dune, and he's like, "Listen, I know I'm fifty six years old." <laughs> But let me play the sixteen-year-old. Let me play. Paul, I feel I am Paul, Paul Atreides. <laughs> I spiritually am. And then Denis Villeneuve had to sit there and listen to him for like probably like thirty-nine, forty minutes, something like that, for a long time, and like just and say, uh huh, mm hmm, mm hmm. Well, I'm going. I'm no, and I understand that, Jared. I'm not going to do a French accent. Okay, I'm not going to lower myself. 
I was uh, like, oui. Oh, yeah. Oui, oui. Yes, Jared, I hear you. Um, well, you know what? I'm going to think about that. And you're right. I agree. The, cage, the character is, in a sense, ageless because the book was written a long time ago, and I had never thought of it that way. But... Um, so I'm really I'm gonna take some time to process all that, and then I'm going to get back to you. And then he never Gets emailed Jared Leto back again. And as Jared Leto's leaving the office with a sense of hope, he sees Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Gosling sitting yes. in the waiting room <laughs> and to pitch like, this exact Denis, same thing. Denis, Denis, I know that the character, in a sense, the character is ageless as the book was written. He's <laughs> like, uh huh, uh huh. Listen, oui, oui. I, it's so weird. Is this? Uh-huh. Is that? You see, my meeting with my meeting with Leto it ran over, so yes, I'm Ryan, already late I am to my very next happy thing. To this. It's cool. I'll walk with you. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And then we got we got mm-hmm. the shall. If Jillen if Hall pitches himself, though, I think I think Villeneuve takes that right. Yeah, absolutely. And that would be the smart move because if Hall wants to do it, he actually could be ageless, as has been proven in Nightcrawler, because he can play a freaky ass vampire. Or the Prince of Persia. He's a human chameleon. He's already played yes. the role as Prince of Persia. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Katie would like that, yes. I think. In the dreams of men and women alike. <laughs> he, has, he has spirited them away. Katie would be really in, interested to, to watch Dune starring Jake Gyllenhaal. How many people has Jake Gyllenhaal killed? There's got to be a reason. There's gonna, that guy's still... He's not married. Yeah, all, all, He's getting better. All, He's respect, getting like, yeah. all, all respect to Jason Momoa, but why? if you have a character that's named Duncan Idaho, why isn't Jake Gyllenhaal playing that character? He feels like a Duncan Idaho, and this is coming from someone who has not read Dune or knows nothing about that you know, character. The, the character is wide open race-wise, and you know what? There's another vision of it where it totally could be Jake Gyllenhaal. Could, a yeah. Jack, Jake if Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal got like super jacked... The character is, yeah. is Persian? Um, <laughs> we, we have no idea. He has dark hair. That's all that's ever ever laid on. Wow, the character is Persian. Who the thunk? Fuck! God damn it! I missed it. Uh, yeah. I mean, sure. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Momo is more of like a Freeman. Yeah. Yeah, like is I that think racist he would be, that I think that he'd be a Freeman. No, I feel like a he'd, Fremen. A Fremen. Fremen. He'd, he'd yeah. be he would be a good Stilgar. Yeah, I thought who he'd plays be a great... Stilgar? Uh, uh, you know what's his face? Uh, uh, Homie uh, from uh, No Country for Old Men. Yeah, No men. Country from Old Men. What? What? Uh, Javier, what? Javier Bardem. Bardem? Yes. Yeah. Uh, what's the most we ever lost on a coin toss? Yes, <laughs> and you got Brolin. You got both of Brolin. Dude, yeah, you this got, movie's you... gonna be awesome. They're, they're, yeah. Listen, yeah, yeah. listen. Brolin is showing up to settle the score from No Country for Old Men this with Anton Chigurh. This movie's Chigurh. gonna be so good. Oh, no. That's right, <laughs> guys. I'm way more excited about this movie now that I know who the characters well, are. Yes, yeah. yes, and yes. But here's the thing, unfortunately, oh, no. and you're hinting at it when you're saying they clearly couldn't make a series because it gets of movies because it gets too trippy. Mm-hmm. Here's yeah, the, the, the talking sure, baby yeah. who knows all of her past lives yes. is probably the weird part. Because here's the thing, in the I'm first saying, book. Oh, wait till the third book. It will function. <laughs> it will function as a movie where the plot happens and the characters are there, and yeah, there'll be wars, and then there'll be a revolution, and then he'll take over, and all, you know, all those dumb stuff. All those, all that dumb plot crap will happen. What won't happen at all is anything internal in the brain of exploring the various How generations and lives you? or anything like that. As like yeah. that, that will be that will be absent in any meaningful How way. Well. Dare you speak ill of Timothy Chalamet? It, it has nothing to do with acting. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with Denis Villeneuve doesn't have the vocabulary as a filmmaker to eat. You, you know how we were talking about 
Christopher Nolan with Tenet uh, has all the plotty scenes in Tenet explaining what the science fiction concept is going on, but couldn't have one scene where like a mother and a son have are a together mother. and we see them it's loving like each other. Share it's an like actual that. love yeah, yeah. instead of being like... Just shoves them into the back like, of a car, get in there. Ew, fuck. Yeah. Just, you know, anyone so have like, any like hand sanitizer? Yeah, Fucking like, little, little like, son of a bitch, yeah. get in that car. Ugh. So like Fuck Christopher you. Nolan doesn't have that scene in his filmmaking vocabulary. Yeah. None of the trippy stuff is in is in Vindadina Villeneuve's It will be attempted. Damn. I don't think it will be effective, but it will be attempted because what we see in the trailer is the sense that he is clearly fetishizing the David Lynch interpretation of Dune, which means that we are going to get whispery internal narration. Lots of whispery internal narration. And the one thing we learned from Blade Runner 2049 is that Denis Villeneuve has no problem bringing a film to a grinding halt. So he will... So there will be lots of moments. It's not. This is not 1980-whatever with David Lynch where Dino De Laurentiis is like, come on, let's keep this thing moving. It's about space battles and knives and big sandworms. It's like, let's knives. slow things down for an hour while we have a lot of whispery internal narration that will be performed, recorded, mixed, and, and put in in a way that pretty much directly apes how it was done in the Lynch film, I believe. Because just the designs of the suits and everything makes me feel like that's the direction mm. he's going. Is it worth watching the other two Dune movies? Well, you have to watch a David Lynch movie because it's just crazy it's still weird. Rad, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's still, it is bad, but it's wacky bad because it's yeah. David Lynch from Eraserhead being like an independent film guy who put stuff together with his hands, suddenly been having $50 million mm. tossed on him to like play with Elephant sets. Man in the Middle, though. Oh, mm. Elephant Man in the Middle. So like his version of Baron Harkonnen and how gross and weird and disgusting everything is is just glorious. It's yeah. just so that moments like that are great. Listen, uh, what one of top five scale is needed listener Enrique uh, mm-hmm. said that he tried to watch the the Lynch Dune movie and that he mm-hmm. experienced a migraine so severe mm-hmm. ten minutes into it that he thought about going and getting himself checked in. Yeah. So I'm, wow. I don't know if it's good or bad because I haven't tried it, but. It's not good, I trust but his it's interesting. It's not yeah. good, but it's interesting. It's, it's worth it's, seeing. It's what about effective. the What about it's the other effective. one? Isn't there a second one, that. a Russian one? No, it's a science sci-fi channel uh, thing. There's a sci-fi. Well, actually, it's got, there's a sci-fi channel uh, movie where they did Dune and Children of Dune. Yeah, uh, I saw so that. they're they're totally okay. There was also another lighthearted kind of. adaptation called Star Wars. You can check out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that would be the other. That Is Brendan Fraser in Children of Dune? Uh, or did I make that up? No, no, I don't think. No, Thank definitely, God. definitely not. And then, uh, but, but the other adaptation of Dune is Jodorowsky's Dune. Brendan Fraser? Yeah. How do you hate? How can oh, I hate, hate Brendan Fraser? Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait a second. I look at I'm, him and I can't stand him. There's two things that I'm now really okay. Jodorowsky. That's the main. That's the one. I, that's the one I'm thinking we're, of. We're going to have to have a whole conversation about that. But first, yeah, Brend, Brendan Fraser is the How source the fuck source do you of all hate pure Brendan goodness. Fraser. Everything that he does, I is love guys like for Brendan goodness. Fraser. Yes. What? I guess I'm wrong. You need to see Airheads, man. Encino Man. Kyle has a poster. Had a poster of Brendan Fraser from Airheads hanging yes. over his bed for Which years. Which fell because Cliff doesn't know how to maintain a proper poster wall situation. Obviously, <laughs> that's the poster um, that fell. I remember discussing that. Wait. I really don't understand this. Like, I hate him. What name of a movie? Listen, I give I give Chase the benefit of the doubt. He just hasn't seen the right Brendan Isn't Fraser. Just, if he saw Blast from the Past, if he saw Bedazzled, if he saw Encino Man, if he saw Airheads, if I he saw understood. The you Mummy's didn't great. like him in the Mummy. He's, yeah, I hate him. He was He's basically young. Charming. Yeah, he was Han Solo. He was oh, he yeah, was no, young he Harrison Ford in that movie. He made me hate that movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Dude, you better watch out. Katie's going to shank you for saying that Listen, about Brendan Fraser. 
Bring it. <laughs> Bring <I> think- it. <laughs> But the interesting adaptation is Joe Dorowski's Dune. The, they made a documentary about it. Here's the deal. A wacky, crazy artistic filmmaker who's very tuned into all the psychedelic stuff was in He's 19- the director of Holy Mountain and uh, uh, El Topo and some just really out there surrealist films. He almost made a, yeah. a version of Dune. Yeah, he uh, basically developed a project in 1974, years before Star Wars, to make Dune. And had brought in lots of artists from comic book artists and all that, and H.R. Uh, Giger and all of that to do pre-production artwork. Massive. Giger? No, no. He, the, no was, was, hey, just, 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 just want to say that, like this, 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 this production. Just to give you a broad sense, like this production of Dune is largely responsible for things like Star Wars and uh, many other. Th- the team that was assembled, Dan O'Bannon, H.R. Uh, Giger, Mobius, all these guys would go on to create designs that would then end up in Alien, like the giant like temple that looks like a dude. That was the Harkonnen temple from Joe Dorowski's adaptation of Dune. Uh, a lot of the designs that Giger, that uh, that Mobius did for uh, would end up in Blade Runner and other things, and just populating a lot of weird other ideas. And of course, and the whole story and uh, it, much of the designs made their way into Star Wars, and of course, that's what Star Wars is. Star Wars is just a Dune adaptation that has different character names skinned on it, and it's a simpler version of it. But all the energy <laughs> was that if that had come together. That would have been a very different, very adult, very psychedelic Star Wars that had come right before Star Wars would have been. That would have changed everything in the way Star Wars yeah, yeah. did, but alas, it was just too insane, kind of now, fizzled out, never The got important made. thing to remember is that it was, wasn't like, ah, it was a, a lot of people say it was, this, it was this great movie that was almost made. I don't know about that, because <laughs> it was this crazy drugged out guy who wanted to make like a 10 hour science fiction film about like conception and uh and uh unix and all sorts of weird stuff he was going to add into his own dune movie sounds like he lost the plot yeah a little bit no he was uh, but I, was, I would say he was maintaining this main spiritual message but messing with the details oh yeah you know and uh but it's interesting. Watch the documentary Joe Dorowski's Dune. Really fun doc that sort of walks through that whole process. But the main, one of the main influences that sort of radiated forward was he basically put together a huge production bible for Dune that was like a two hundred page bound book that they sent out to all the studios to pitch it that had like storyboards basically for the entire movie that he wanted to do with you know laser sword fights and all sorts of crazy shit and that went out and people saw it and these people then got hired on to other projects that got hired on to your star warses and later your aliens and all of these things and many ideas if you kind of look through the book seem to strongly strongly uh anticipate uh, things that are seen in Star Wars and things that are seen in Alien and all of that. So there is Damn. more so than just the obvious kind of, well, George George Lucas was clearly influenced by Dune because of all, you know, the, the spice mines of Kessel and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but there's or also the... false the, messiah who has twins, yeah. a boy and a girl, who are then the real messiahs, who are the later things, and that's kind of the whole meta story of Star Wars, and that's the whole meta story of the Dune saga. But if you mm-hmm. want to see the kind of thread that connects, if you want to see the thread that sort of connects... Dune to Star Wars. Check that documentary out. It's I think it's on Prime and stuff uh, if you want. But it's really cool. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. wow. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess. Uh, yeah, the the people that made that makes me even more infuriated that Luke wasn't a goddamn gigantic sandworm. <laughs> I know. Whenever I know. we he saw him, him, that's what he in the new. Imagine movies. how much better it would have been Rian Johnson's fucking thing if they'd showed up on the planet and Luke had been a fucking sandworm. Yes. What was <laughs> he doing on the whole planet? <laughs> And just spew, <laughs> spewing blue milk out of his titties. <laughs> <laughs> his fucking arms are just dangling off the side, lifeless. Yeah, 
I'd pay for that. I'd pay to see that. Let's make it happen. Ah, uh, movies that never, almost were, mm-hmm. but never were. Mm-hmm. Like George Miller's, of uh, not Avengers, Justice uh, League. Justice, Justice League. League. Yeah, yes. mm-hmm. starring me as yes. Batman. Starring you. <laughs> yes. Wait. Oh, Armin. Oh, yes, Armin Hammer. Hammer. Okay. Yes. Wait. Yes. What? There's a Frank, Frank Miller version? George Miller. George Who's George The guy Miller? who did Babe, Pig in the City? <laughs> the director of, uh, the director of uh, all Mad the Mad, Mad, Mad Max, Max movies, including Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, okay. But also Babe. But yeah. also Babe. And also Happy Feet. And also Feet. Happy Feet. Well, you know. He doesn't make bad movies. No, he, he doesn't, doesn't make, make bad, bad movies. Bad movies. Some bangers. He's got some fucking range on I him. I know. He so, just, so, whatever he does, turns to gold, and he was going to make a Justice League movie. What it, the, guy, the guys that made uh, Into the Spider-Verse, what else did they make? Lord and Miller? Lord yeah. Miller? Yeah, well, what it depends. So they, they, Lord and Miller, who wrote and produced it, they didn't actually direct this thing, but they're the guys who did the Lego movie, 21 Jump Street, 22 right. Jump Street, did, right. uh, and who were originally hired on to do Solo, but were making it, quote unquote, too funny. Uh, and so Let's they uh, 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 were fired and replaced with Ron Howard, thus making the film much more expensive and much harder for it to make back all that money. But it wasn't terrible. It yeah. wasn't ultimately. There's a lot of charming stuff it. in that movie, but I, you know, I honestly have kind of forgotten about it a bit. Good since airplane then. movie wreck yeah. right there. If you're on an airplane, yeah. it's the movie you should watch. Yeah, Soul is a good one. Uh, mm-hmm. Ron Howard. What other good movies? Oh man, mm. do you guys like what he does? I like Rush, but I can't think of anything else off the top. Well, of my I head. mean, Ron Howard directed uh, fucking Night Shift. He directed Willow. He directed Splash. He directed uh, Apollo 13. He directed a bunch of good shit. The Paper. That's another good movie. The so, Paper. Yeah, I like all. So a lot of good shit. And then Ron Howard. He made a Beautiful Mind. He starts getting Oscars, and then after that, he starts making less interesting movies more recently. But I heard, I've heard good things about Rush. I haven't I haven't actually seen it yet. But but Ron Howard is another one of those guys. He's directed a lot of good movies, and he just gets no cool points. Like my buddy That's Robert close. Zemeckis, which you can hear, hear about on my Robert Zemeckis podcast. Bob Zemeckis is not a butthead. Available now on <laughs> Apple Podcasts. That's actually a real thing, by the way. That the is last a time real you brought thing. this up, I, I thought it was on, fake. You, people thought it was fake. Yep. This is an actual an podcast. Actual podcast, yes. Bob Zemeckis. Is we are not a we are like we are like eight or so episodes into it now. We we went we made it all the way through. We did a spooky month. We did um some we did uh, the witches and uh, tales from the crypt. But yes, we were doing a whole podcast about Robert Zemeckis. Listen to them in order. <laughs> <laughs> No, Fuck you can you listen, listen to Mand. You can listen to them in whatever order you want. But uh, so Robert Zemeckis, we do episodes on uh, Back to the Future, Roger Rabbit, Death Becomes Her, uh, Used Cars. Uh, what else? Uh, Romancing the Stone. A bunch of that stuff. So yeah, and I, we were kind of debating who to do next if we ended up moving on from Zemeckis because he's only made so many films. Fair enough. And Ron Howard was a good energy because he's made so many films that we all enjoy, and so, yet everyone's like. You get no cool points for liking Ron Howard. Is so. it because he's like Richie Cunningham? It's because he's Richie Cunningham. Mm-hmm. It's because he's Opie. I and don't you, know why. And you can't, you can't, you can't separate the artist from the art. You can't. Gingers can't be cool. They, well, that I think is the universal law. And he was in. I don't agree with that, Brian Breen. And he was, of course, in <laughs> American Graffiti, directed by George Lucas, who then ripped off Dune to make Star Wars. You see, and it's all it's an infinite loop. Who's friends with Steven Spielberg? Mm-hmm. Who made Ready who made, Player One? Who produced Robert Zemeckis's first film? I want to hold your hand. There we so go. Take that. Now we're now we're full circle. And his biggest hit, Back to the Future. Steven Spielberg, director of Indiana Jones and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yes. Exactly. 
and other films. <laughs> and but that's the only one. Some mentioning. other films, and but other films. mainly that one. Mostly because of its relevancy to current events. Mostly that one. Like almost mostly that one. Because UFOs are real. Never watched it. Don't. It's not a good one. Hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and just go out on a limb here and say yeah. that one's not a good one. All right. Don't watch that one. All right. Well, the first three are really good though. What right. are the odds that the reason George Lucas wanted to include UFOs in Crystal Skull was because at some point, because he's a billionaire, and because he made Star Wars, and Reagan named that whole program after him, at some point they let George Lucas in on the secret about the UFOs, and so he's like, I need to let the people know with this movie about Crystal Skulls. Entirely possible. Should we? be now re-examining Kingdom of the Crystal Skull now that we know that UFOs are real and we know because we established it seven seconds ago that George Lucas knew before he made that film. It's true. So I'm saying there could so be secrets. So what you're saying is There that could be Dan Aykroyd level secrets Kingdom of the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is actually Dan Aykroyd and George Lucas telling us the truth. I think so because I think this is how this is how you know it's an encoded message. When you're looking at an encoded message in text, mm-hmm. you're reading a paragraph and it's like this paragraph makes no sense and it's kind of boring and pointless. That's and why the monkeys. So then, but it's some weird code where it's like every you have the key code to uh, to uh, decode it. It's like every twelfth word means something. So you add up every twelfth word and that's the meaning of the sentence. So there's some way to decode Kingdom of the Crystal yes. Skull where a profound magical meaning comes out. The Will allow you to talk with the that's interdimensional why, That's why the scene where Shia LaBeouf swings with the monkeys is so bad. They want you to look past the surface. They oh, want you to look at the yes. It's this one that we're talking about. Yes. I have seen it. Yes. We did a field trip. It was such a big deal when it came out that they did a field trip for mm-hmm. high school for it. Oh, Wait, shit. have you not seen Raiders of the Lost Ark? No. Oh, Jesus shit. Christ, Chase. Uh, I haven't seen any of the Indiana Jones. Alright, we gotta fix that at some point. We're gonna, How do you watch those? Like we're gonna, gonna, I'll tell you what we can do. Netflix. You know, post- Listen, guys. They're the really good. Game, the CrossFit Games are a year away. <laughs> we need content, and what better thing to do than to each week force Chase to watch a, one essential movie like Raiders of the Lost Ark? We'll start there, say, and then we'll all watch it together. Come on, guys. Let's I'm do down it. for that because Katie hadn't seen any of the Indiana Jones either, and I sat Ooh. her down and we watched them all back to back. Did she back. enjoy them? She loved them, of course. And of course, I'm on a conference with Harrison Katie to make Ford. sure it's real. How how do you not like? Peak Harrison Ford. He is at his sexiest as Indiana Jones in those early three movies. It's impossible not to like him. Hmm. And it also includes Sean Connery as Mm -hmm. Professor Jones, the late Sean Connery. Connery. Ooh, yes, rest in peace, Sean Connery. Yeah. Huh. All right. Fine. You got to watch them. They're super good. I can tell you, Chase, that watching Raiders of the Lost Ark for the first time is. It's a it's a magical experience, and you have that ahead of you. So you should you should you should run <laughs> towards it. Run towards your future, Chase. All right. Yeah, that's yeah. happening. Yeah, it was, it's it's so good. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. Just never never ever never ever encounter. You'll watch it. you'll watch Rears of the Lost Ark, and you're gonna be like, oh, this is what every adventure movie after this was trying to be. Cool. That's why he didn't get the mummy. That's why he didn't get it. <laughs> that's why he didn't get the mummy. Because you God, don't get Indiana Jones. Frazier, honestly, makes so you don't much. get that. Oh, we're gonna watch. You know what we're gonna watch? We're gonna watch Airheads. It's hard to because it's not available a lot of places, but I have several copies. <laughs> <laughs> I have enough copies of Airheads to distribute them to everyone. It's on a this whole podcast. bunch of unlabeled, unlabeled DVDs. Yes. Well, yeah. guys, I think that's fair. That'd be a fun way of doing things. Introducing yeah. Chase to some of the culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm excited about it. That's Important it. culture. 
I think that's good. I think we're good. Yeah. I think that about does it. Bob Zemeckis is not a butthead available on all pot or just some of them. I actually don't know where it is or isn't available, but it's probably available. You should just say it's available everywhere. Yes. Give it a five star review and I'll read it or not. We remember when we used to do I that back when in the we day. Used to do that. We should start that again. I don't know where to find reviews for this show it's anymore. On I don't iTunes. Know. How does that work? You can yeah. re- just give us a five star review on iTunes. I go and I look yeah. every now and then. Oh, yeah? We haven't had very many since the 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 flow the flow day. Yeah, we yeah. stopped reading them. That's one reason, and yeah. maybe also we stopped producing five star content. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It definitely has gone downhill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, but good call. Uh, if you Sandsters, <laughs> if you go and leave a five star review for Bob Zemeckis is not a butthead, I will force Richard to read it <laughs> on, we'll re- uh, on the uh, on the pod. We'll even read it on here. You have that power. Oh yes, good. Even better. <laughs> Why not? Tell you what. What about? Okay, where else can people find you? No, wrap it up. Wrap, wrap up. Oh, the show. you're just wanting us to finish. Yeah, yeah, I'm at Mr. Kyle Bogart on an Instagram account that I haven't posted to in months. Cliff, well, your turn. You're, you should be plugging Bob Zemeckis is not a butthead. Didn't I just do that? You is there did. Do it again. But, no, I'm. What I'm saying is you're doing the right Armin's thing. Armin's trying to find iTunes reviews on his phone right now. Oh, yeah, I'm so looking tiny up. and gotcha, inefficient gotcha. at anything. Uh, how dare you? It. Well, boy, I tell you what. Um, oh, no. <laughs> Bob Zemeckis is not a butthead. We have it's such we a have, fun podcast. We have 131 ratings on uh, on iTunes on this this that we haven't read, and I know we haven't read them because they're, they're all they're on, on the because they're all they're one all star. On the, <laughs> <laughs> nah, they're, they're all, all on, on the, the new. How do I read the oh, fucking? Well. You don't. I guess I can't. I don't know where. The, oh, here we but, go. Oh, there Next you go. podcast, we'll figure it out and read all. Oh, of Oh, he's fine. He's figuring I, it out now. I figured it out, guys. I I found. We some only have a four point five. Come on. Oh, it's because there. It's because we have some low. We have some low. Uh, one one star. Uh, we get a one star. We got a one star. We, we got to read out the one. A star. two star sure. here. I see yeah, one yeah. star. Read the one star got, review. Okay, the one star read review text. says. Uh, it's it's from we a don't, year don't, ago. Don't dignify the one star. You're, we're, we need to reward the five star. That's true. Reviews. That's true. I That's think true. they might be listening to the wrong podcast because they yes. say that the co-host calls prod crossfit a plaything for the rich and take your virtue signaling somewhere else oh i think we have said that yes yeah we definitely we have. definitely said I don't that remember many that. times i don't remember that but okay cool <laughs> we, we just doubled down on the thing we got negative. oh here's another one uh yeah, one stand star by that. i've definitely called it a plaything for the rich because it is <laughs> one and, star uh, another and, one that says, uh, and i'll uh, say it again right fucking now do, uh, do people still like CrossFit? Time to move on. It was a fad. <laughs> oh. One star review. Well, then why are you reviewing? Why are you listening to and reviewing a CrossFit podcast? You <laughs> that's son a of great a bitch. question. Why are we so obsessed with negativity that we're reading negative also, reviews? How that's, does the real one, right. that's the real question. How does one end up discovering scale is needed? I, I always wondered. Word of mouth. <laughs> I honestly have no idea. I really don't. I really don't know. But someone said this is the most underrated podcast. It's my, my guilty job. pleasure. It, Three dignified three. stuff, and someone recommended this. To well, me. it's it's let's let's all be honest about this. It's called Scale is Needed. It's on Arm and Hammer TV. It's like we're deliberately hiding it from people. So it's only yeah. it's only true fans. It has fake you. names all yes. over the internet. Uh-huh. There's no way for anybody to know what it actually yes. yeah, is. Yeah, remember called. when we used to do the the you know you made oh, up your own right. name and we used to read that off like skin in a nutsack. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and we just sort of stopped doing that when the world ended. Yeah, <laughs> hard to believe. We stopped doing that way before the world stopped. Maybe. Oh. I don't know. I'm gonna rewrite history. We just lost momentum. <laughs> rewrite it. Uh, yeah. we've, 
We've been wrapping up this podcast for 29 minutes. Whatever. That's all right. Did you get to plug? I was looking on my tiny oh, phone. What, what can I plug? I'm at Cliff Bogart on an Instagram account that I might post to at some point. Okay. Before before my uh, 65th the, birthday. Before the tension is real. Yeah. Yeah. The tension is real. I can, so watch it. But sometime between now and the age of 65, you don't know how many years that are, there'll be a post on there. Retirement age. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really it's very true. I have no idea how old Cliff is. Uh, <laughs> I'm at Chase504 on Instagram. You can follow me and interact there. It's that sultry, deep voice he's got. It really is. You just don't know. Mm-hmm. Yes, that and he, has a, he has an ageless quality, I feel, like Paul Atreides, because the book... <laughs> Was written, and I know I'm 56, but <laughs> Jared Leto. And uh, you're probably already watching this on Arm & Hammer TV or listening to it on Arm & Hammer TV yes. because that's the only places you can get it. But thank you so much, everybody, for doing that. Yeah. And uh, follow my friends. Follow your friends. Listen to Kyle's new podcast. Why not? Bob Zemeckis is not a butthead. Yeah, we talk about movies. Available movies you've seen. everywhere. If you've seen Back to the Future, you're already all caught up. You, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And if you haven't, Chase, we should watch it. Hey. Thanks yeah. so much, everyone. We'll see you next time. Later. Later. Later.